Hey guys, welcome back to Vitamin Annie. Let's get into it. Said ain't where you from, where you going is more important. Said it ain't where you from, where you going is more important. I'm just up in my zone. I'm just up in my zone. Ain't a cloud in my view. Please don't kill my vibe. Please don't kill my vibe. This is my interview. This is my interview. I'm just up in my zone. 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 Hey guys, welcome back. We are now on episode 28 of Vitamin Annie. Uh, shout out to me. <laughs> so, kind of getting right back into the jump of things. Um, our last episode, we were discussing the infamous cancel season, as I like to call it. And we were getting into folks maybe possibly canceling Kanye and not listening to his album. Uh, turns out it was actually pretty fire. Um, slightly sad, though, because a lot of the songs were, you know, talking about uh you know a lot of the things that he goes through especially with the industry and his bipolarism and how he doesn't want his daughter to grow up and be looked at as you know uh for lack of better terms slutty so <laughs> um you know it was pretty i liked it it was you know nice and short um straight to the point and wasn't too crazy in my opinion um, and for all those who have gone on their rants and like, oh, I'm not going to listen to the album and I'm not going to retweet anything about it and I'm going to stand my ground. Good for you. All right. Good for you, Susan, because honestly, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just to keep it a stack, like for everyone, everyone is entitled to their opinion and canceling him and not listening to his music. Cool. But do you want a cookie for it, my nigga? Like, do you need this cookie or not to be praised for not doing something or not following the hype or whatever? If you're a fan of music or you're a fan of hip hop, regardless if you agree with Kanye's rant or not, you still would have listened to the album. Um, doesn't mean you're a stan, to be quite honest. I don't you know, agree, and I've said this last episode, I don't agree with him, you know, saying slavery was a choice and going off the deep end and everything, but like, honestly, just as how I like to compare it is the same way we are going to tell our girlfriend or our homeboys, hey, bro, you need to stop messing with Shorty because, you know, she's doing you dirty or girl you need to leave that nigga alone because he's treating you like trash and you need to stop going back to him once your good friend does not listen to you and goes right back to that same trashy ass person you're not gonna stop being their friend because of that you're still gonna be their friend they're still gonna complain to you now however two things one you do get to say well once that nigga does some dumb shit, I don't want to hear any complaining. I don't want to hear about it. Like, complain to somebody else about it. You get to say that. And two, when that person fucks up again, you do get to say, oh, well, I told you so. So kind of like Kanye and his rants of, you know, doing stupid shit and looking a hot mess, whatever. When shit backfires on him, we all get to kind of say, hey, dumb nigga, I told you so. So 
it'll work out in our favor. But not listening to this man's albums did not drop his coins at all. He still made a lot of money from other people listening to it and downloading it and streaming his shit. So, you know, cookie or not, that man still won at the end of the day. Um, and I mean, he's a black man. We want to. St- I'm rooting for everybody black, even if they say ignorant, dumb shit. I'm here for it. So whatever. I'm not a Kanye stan. I'm not going to go buy tickets to niggas concerts if he ever has another one. But I still listen to the album because I'm a fan of music. Point blank period. Um, His wife was recently, you know, got someone released out of jail, um, which is a pretty big thing. And folks are being really real Kardashian haterade they're they're drinking that shit again so it's like naturally everyone's hating on such shit that she's doing when actually she's trying to shed a light and use her Kardashian image and power and influence to get people to a better place um you know so shout out to her for that and I mean uh, again, I am not a super fan of the Kardashians. I'm not watching their show on E. I'm not doing any. I'm not keeping up with it. I don't give them that much of my time, honestly. But I will give praise where praise is due. And she deserves that shit. So shout out to Kim. Um, <laughs> we are in our... Uh, current day and age rap battle <laughs> of the century, should I say, with Pusha T and Drake. And since the last episode um, aired, Pusha T had put out Drake and Blackface, an image of Drake and Blackface um, when he was younger, and also revealed to us Drake's son, Adonis, with the porn star Rosie Devine. Um, which her government name is not coming to me at the moment. Mainly Rosie Devine is because that's what I changed my Twitter handle to, if you have not kept up so far. Um, But yeah, so Drake has a secret baby. Boom, here we go, we know about it. But according to the celebrities, mad niggas in the industry already knew that Drake had a son. So like us regular ass folks were just getting hip. So I'm actually not surprised um, that it, I mean, it comes out that a celebrity has secret families or secret affairs all the time. So I'm not actually uh, exempting Drake from that category at all. I'm not that surprised about it. Um, I am, however, surprised that the shorty he chose to pipe down to have this kid unprotectedly so um you know apparently she is a soft porn actress like i googled it i couldn't find any like you know hardcore videos of her it was just her in in a skimpy outfit or maybe no clothes at all like doing stretches and splits and shit like nothing uh, nothing for real for real so i really didn't see her getting piped down by anybody but but if y'all have let me know (laughs) I guess a porn star is a porn star at the end of the day. I know nothing about it. Um, So Drake, it's been about hmm, three weeks and we have not heard a response. And as a Drake fan, 
I am disappointed in this <laughs> because I was expecting this shit to go back and forth, like for a little bit. You know, Drake comes out with Duppy, Pusha T responds, it's like, hey nigga, oh you want oh oh you want to send an invoice? Cool. Take this and you know, let's just know this man got secret families and shit that he's hiding. So Drake does nothing but send us a note, a copy of notes on his phone of why he was in blackface, saying that there was another picture out that we did not see. Um, basically that that was a part of a project that he was doing to shed light on how um, you know, the emotions of how black people are portrayed and things like that. So there's a deeper connection to it that Pusha T didn't actually show, but that's not what he's here for. He's here to show us that you are in blackface, point blank period, and you can get these disses. So, you know, whatever. Um, there's a better word for disses because that didn't actually sound right as it came out of my mouth, but whatever. Y'all get what the fuck I'm trying to say. So Jake has yet to respond and... I'm actually upset about it. Now, from what I know, someone, let me see here. <laughs> um, goodness gracious, I'm trying to, uh, there you go, Jay Prince. I couldn't think of his name for the longest, so excuse me while I did that. <laughs> but, um, which is CEO of Rapalot Records, basically said that Drake is not responding to Pusha T because apparently whatever information he had was quote-unquote career-ending. And I'm just like, dude, like, this is what the fuck we are here for. <laughs> like, you're not going to tell me there's a career-ending 16 bars out there that we are not getting a chance to listen to simply because I think his feelings might be hurt or the world might laugh at him like I, I don't know I'm <sighs> whatever but I mean I guess you have to protect your investment so I understand but like I don't understand because I was expecting this shit to get like real real deep you know what I'm saying? Man, a man out your baby moms who looks like Lord Farquaad and you not going to come back with nothing like you have nothing. So whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but today, or should I say last night, Drake released a video for I'm Upset, which I haven't canceled Drake yet. Um, I do, like I said, I think this whole non-responding thing is a pussy move, not gonna lie. Um, you're still, you know, one of my favorite people to listen to, but not responding is kind of a pussy move, in my opinion. So, it is what it is. But the video for I'm Upset is a Degrassi reunion, which I'm so in love with. <laughs> like, if you grew up watching Degrassi and like old school Degrassi where you knew Wheelchair Jimmy before he became Drake is like, you get to relate. That is, it is great seeing all of them together and having fun in the video and 
you know, you see Drake's OVO posse chasing the guy who shot him in Degrassi and made him, <laughs> quote unquote, wheelchair Jimmy. So it's, it's pretty, it's nice. I mean, you get to appreciate it as a Degrassi fan. So um, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure it's streaming everywhere. I'll probably retweet it on the podcast page as well. Um, just so you guys can watch it. Those of you who have heard of Degrassi. Now the old heads out here are probably like, what the fuck? We don't give two shits about <laughs> Degrassi in this video. Like you want to make a video for I'm Upset, but you can't respond to Pusha T. My nigga, like, who are you? You you looking real soft in these streets. But to take take a little take a little break from that shit and all the drama, it's a good video. Um next on the cancel season list or who they are trying to get the fuck out of here. It's Jamie Foxx. So recently it has come out that Jamie Foxx is being accused of slapping a woman in the face with his penis 16 years ago. Now, this whole Me Too bullshit, and I shouldn't call it that. Let me, let me say this whole Me Too movement can sometimes be turned into bullshit. Because all of you are getting, you know, like, oh, well, now I'm finally coming out and I have the courage to, you know, come forward with what happened to me, you know, fucking 20 years ago. And some of y'all are reaching like shit. And I mean that in the most extreme way possible because it's true really so you're so you refused from what i read about this the girl said that you know she went to a party jamie fox tried to tried to force her to you know perform oral on him and then because she refused he slapped her in the face with his dick now let me let me just get the image in my head okay so are you sitting beside Jamie on the couch and he's like, yo, you, you trying to, you know, and he hints at you. And then I don't know where he stands up and has enough time to pull down his pants and then whip it out and stand over you and whip you in the face. And you want to tell me that in none of this, at any point that this was happening, you didn't one, get the fuck up two move your head out the fucking way or three, leave like. I'm not exactly understanding the process here. The other image I have in my head is that you're already on your knees. You're already there. You're you're there. You're in position. He's already standing over you. At this point, you've probably agreed that you wanted to do it already. And maybe, maybe somewhere in there you changed your mind. You were like, no, I'm not really going to do it. And then he just slaps you on the face with it. Like, ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because the image is happening in my head is kind of funny, but it, <laughs> but it's actually quite disrespectful <laughs> if it did happen. But you can't tell me that's just not funny. Like, I'm going to laugh at something that's funny. It's like, you know, sexual harassment or, you know, assault in any kind of way is, is a serious thing. But that image is hilarious. Um, and I just don't believe it. I don't... I mean, really bitch like I, I don't know i mean it's 16 years later and the most the best thing you can come up with is that jamie fox slapped you in the face with his penis all right well good luck 
because I'm pretty sure he's countersuing on this and we'll probably win because I just don't see this. Like you didn't file anything before. You didn't tell anybody before. And then now all of a sudden you have the courage to come out and say something like, bye, bitch, get out of here. Um, so <laughs> that's pretty much all I have on the cancel season. Now, speaking of people doing dumb shit, um, basically... RVA, or should I say the state of Virginia in general, has been under a bit of fire. And basically, with that being said, there's a man that recently stole a tank. <laughs> and when I say recently, I mean uh, a couple weeks ago. Was it last week? Yeah, about last week. So, you know, I'm on the phone with my boyfriend and he's um, you know, coming from a certain side of town and he's like, oh, I might be home a little late because I just saw like 30 cop cars rush past me. Now it's Richmond, so nothing really goes on. So I'm like, huh? Uh, all right. So I think to myself when we get off the phone, I'm like, let me Google some shit. <laughs> like, Cause if something's happening, it's going to be like on the news, like something there's cop cars there's going to be news cameras somewhere in the vicinity so i google and it says man has stolen tank <laughs> and is on pursuit on 95 so i'm like all right well there's no way this is coming towards my side of town you know i live downtown and it's like there's no way this is coming here so i don't think too i don't think anything of it but i screenshot it i send it to him and he's like oh shit that's crazy that's what's going on so i get out my car i park my car and as soon as I park it, I get out and I see helicopters in the fucking sky, lights going everywhere, and cop cars, I see the tank, <laughs> and cop cars are chasing this man. Now, he went all the way. I mean, the, I think this police chase from what I read only lasted about two hours, but he came from Fort Pinkett and came all the way downtown now this machine tank like thing whatever it's m577 i don't know anything about military vehicles but that is what it is and he can't go any faster than 40 miles an hour so just imagine it's not even like a grand theft auto police chase like you're only going 40 miles an hour you're not hitting 90 on niggas out here speeding and crashing into shit no you're going 40 miles an hour and turns out he was under the influence, so he was drinking, and took a joyride. The man even shouted out Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> which is actually the funniest part of this because my guy was tweeting from the tank. He had a video, he put his phone down and recorded while he was in the tank, which I don't think it gets any better than that. Like, hey, I know I'm about to go to jail, so I'm going to get these tweets off real quick. And his quote said, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Dude was 29 years old. And honestly, I don't think he's that bad of a person. I mean, he went for a joyride. He didn't hit anybody. He didn't hit any cop cars. He didn't cause anyone else to crash. He didn't hit any buildings. He had his weapon on him, but it was unloaded. Like, there was no ammo in it. Um, so he didn't get charged with anything like that. Um, just for... <laughs> driving under the influence and stealing a vehicle so you know i mean they're both 
class one felony, so it is what it is for him. But I think it's actually pretty awesome. So shout out to Mr. Yabit. <laughs> I hope I hope you get some fan mail while you're in there. Um, also, a Virginia couple I have recently read has come up with a plan to, I guess, for us to feel a little bit more safe in the black community. Um, and they've come out with what's called a not reaching pouch for being pulled over. So pretty much like a clear plastic pouch, you know, that can hold your driver's license, your insurance card, um, your registration card, all in it. Um, and she, you know, the couple, the woman who said that she did, you know, some research on it said that she asked, her name is Jackie, and she said that she asked a couple officers, you know, she did some research, asked them, hey, what will, you know, what makes you feel uncomfortable when you are having these encounters with people as you're pulling them over? And, you know, the number one answer was when they're getting, you know, when they're reaching for their documents, that's obviously when they feel the most, you know, I guess nervous, they don't know what they're reaching for in that glove compartment. So my thing is, as great as this pouch sounds, don't get me wrong, it's a good idea. Um, I see where y'all are going with this, but if it's supposed to hold your driver's license and your insurance card and your registration shit, where are you keeping this in your wallet, I assume, right? That's where you should keep it because if everything's going in one pouch, it's still going to have to be in your wallet because seeing as though you're going to need your driver's license with you when you go, when you get out of the car, you know, like you're going to need it for wherever you're going or you're going on a trip, you're going to need your driver's license. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to keep that on you. You don't always need your registration and your insurance card with you, but you always will need your ID card. So are you transferring this back and forth all the time? Or are you having two copies where you're keeping one in that pouch and one, you know, with you in your wallet? One in the pouch so it can just be easily accessible in your mirror drop down or something. I'm a little confused on that part because in my mind, you still have to reach for this pouch and say this pouch is in your wallet well now you're reaching in your pocket and you know lord knows how big your pocket is but say that officer doesn't care about what's in your pocket he's still shooting you so you know i get i get it and it's a great it's a great idea but like oh i just think that a person's gonna shoot you if they want to shoot you if they feel nervous no matter where you're reaching it could be the glove compartment it could be the back of your seat it could be underneath your seat it could anywhere if you're reaching anywhere that is not having both your hands on the steering wheel a motherfucker is nervous which i will never understand because if you're asking for my documentation how the fuck else am i supposed to get it to you i have to reach for it so i don't know i mean again great concept but for what for i mean hopefully hopefully it has an impact maybe but we're in virginia like people can't wait to shoot us <laughs> honestly like they're looking for reasons you know charlottesville they had the whole rally there so i don't see i really don't see the impact that it may have but it's a good idea and maybe a first step to developing something or making you know the conversation happened further of how we can change shit so we don't have to fear our lives um for running a stop sign or some shit like that you know whatever the case may be um 
so getting into the last bit of what I want to talk about today and the best part of the vitamin A and E, which is the advice portion, I have been reading and have just finished up with Charlemagne the God's first book called Black Privilege. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. And I must say that this book has been very inspiring for me personally. Um, I mean, he goes through everything of talking about, you know, how he grew up coming from a very small town in South Carolina called Monk's Corner to, um, you know, making in the radio industry and how he hustled his ass off. You know, this man has been to jail several times at a point in which one of those times he was in jail with his own father. Um, he talks about how he was molested when he was younger, um, you know, by someone who is, you know, now not a part of that family anymore, but, you know, was a, a part of it. And he was so young when that happened. So, um, you know, it just, it gets really deep and into it, but it's also very inspiring. And one of my favorite chapters of this book is called Put the Weed in the Bag. And pretty much what this focuses on is, you know, there are baby steps that we have to take in order to get to where we want to get in life. And so, you know, success is pretty much a process. And just to read like the very beginning of this, it says, success is a process. There are no cheat codes, no life hacks, no shortcuts, no half steps. Opportunity always comes before money, but sadly, a lot of us don't recognize it unless there's a paycheck attached. Don't make that mistake. When you're just starting out, put yourself in the position to be a part of that process and then get that money. So, you know, he goes through talking about his life in the industry and taking advantage of internships and, you know, working for free. Like there were points in time where he was working for radio stations, not getting paid at all and, you know, still having a family to support and, you know, things to do. So he would go back and forth between states to hustle and make his money, legal money. <laughs> and, um, you know, it wasn't always legal at one point in time, but he got to a point where it was legal and, uh, you know, representing yourself, but, and putting yourself on. But one of the inserts that stood out to me the most, because I relate to it the most, is called 168 hours. So he kind of breaks this down as in when we ourselves say we don't have enough time to do anything, we actually do, like we make up excuses. And, you know, <laughs> There's a part in this where he says, you know, if it takes an hour to get somewhere, stop trying to get there in 45 minutes. And that is me. I will. I used to be late to work every day. Like I would push it to the point where I know how many minutes I can be late by without being written up. And I know how long exactly it can, it'll take me from what time I need to leave my house to what time I can clock in to the, to the point of being there at, you know, a, a particular time where I will not be counted as coming into work late. So <laughs> like I used to do that all the time until even before this book, um, you know, boyfriend used to say to me like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he gets to work like at half an hour early. And I would always ask like, why are you leaving so early? You don't even have to be there till this time. And he's like, bro, like I'm the first one in the office. I need to be there the first, like I get my shit done. It just looks better. It, I mean, he went into this whole spiel about it that I'm not going to get into, but it was, I was just like, okay, well, 
if you can do it, shit, I can do it. And I see where he's coming from with that. Now, am I getting to work 30 minutes early? No, <laughs> but I am getting there on time. So I see where it goes with this. But, you know, there are 168 hours in the week total. And for us that work, you know, 40 hours, um, you know, you still have plenty of time to get shit done because you have... <laughs> You know, even if you, you work 40 hours and then say, you know, those of you who are in school, you have another 40 hours. That still leaves you with 80 plus hours to get your shit done and to pursue your passions and do what you want to do. But we have so many excuses of, you know, oh, um, how am I, you know, and, and there's a way to do this with getting sleep too. But like, how am I going to hang out with my friends and how am I going to party and how am I going to do this and that? You have to prioritize what's important to you and where you want to be. I used to say all the time, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know or figure out how I'm going to have enough time to record my podcast. How am I going to get this content? How am I going to get this info for it and have time to record it when I'm traveling all the time and doing this and that? But if I plan accordingly how the fuck I'm supposed to as a grown ass adult, there are ways to make this shit pop and to get my shit done and also, um, you know, create content for you guys to listen to on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Now, am I perfect at getting it together? No, but I'm at a process where I am starting to get there. So bear with your girl. But this stood out to me because everyone does it. We all do it. We all make excuses of, you know, not having enough time to get shit done or, you know, what have you. But I mean, this man was waking up at 3.45 in the morning every day and not going to sleep until 11 and still having time to, you know, record his show, get a workout in, spend time with his family, record other shows. He has a podcast to record. He has a show on MTV to, um, you know, produce and record as well or tape, I should say, and record as well. So it was just this book is just very inspiring. It's very relatable. Um, I mean, he talks about how he's cheated and not always been the best person in here. Um, but, you know, Put the Weed in the Bag is the best chapter because it talks about just getting shit in order. I mean, he even talks about how he stopped drinking and, you know, smoking weed, how he went from doing that every day to like once in a while, literally. <laughs> and his, you know, his life has changed because of it. Um, so... I, if you are looking for a good read, I definitely think that, you know, you should read Charlemagne's book. And to my knowledge, he's actually coming out with a new one, which I can't wait to read now, um, which is coming out in October. So that's going to be pretty neat as well. And that one's called Shook One. But pretty much in that book, he's going to be talking about anxiety, uh, panic attacks, PTSD, and things that pretty much us in the black community, we don't talk about. We're very reluctant when it comes to talking about health and wellness. Um, and we really need to get on it because if we want to live a long and fruitful life, we need to, it starts within our souls and we need to um, get it together <laughs> pretty much. So I thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and sticking in there and hanging in there with me. And I hope something has, you know, good has come from this episode for you. Um, feel free to reach out with any questions or stories you have or feedback you have like Ashley your shit is trash or you could have spent more time talking about this or I really want to hear more about relationship stuff like any of that shit I'm here I'm here for I'm open to all suggestions I'm an open book 
literally um so before i get out of here today i do want to say shout out to the motherfucking golden state warriors because we swept the calves and for all the trash talking lebron fans that i know y'all can all kiss my light skin honey glazed ass i'm out